Hey, Alex, a lawyer and a financial advisor walk into a bar. Oh, and then what happens, Dave? Well, the question comes out, it's like, oh, what's my exit strategy? Uh, exit from the business, the old exit strategy. I can tell you for 90% of people, they'll say, I do not have one of those. Or what's that? <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be bad. Yeah, okay, what's that? What's an exit strategy? So what do we mean by an exit strategy then, Dave? Because uh, yeah, I agree, because there can be, you know, a range of different scenarios for some people. From a financial perspective, one of the interesting things is asking people what that is. Now, for some people, they'll go, oh, no, well, I, I, I just, I, I, one, I've never thought about it. Two, I don't know, I'll probably just stay here until whenever or I'll just sell it. Okay, well, there's a full list of people that you might sell it to. Or the other one is to go, I'll just using the business to suck as much cash out of it as you can to build a passive income stream outside of the business and then you say, you know what, I'm not, I can reinvest in stuff, but I'll put, pull all the dough out and build the asset base outside. We'll just shut the doors. Yep. So that, that for some people is their exit, like, which is quite an appropriate exit strategy for some people. I go, look, it's not worth a lot. It's been a great business for me. I've been able to yep. buy some assets. I've been able to do this. I love what I do, but I'm not, I'm not really fussed if it, if it sells. It's, if it does, great. But if it doesn't, it's no big deal. I'm happy just to shut the doors or sell it to a, an employee. You know, but you might sell it to them for one times, you know, the turnover. Like, no big deal. Like, it doesn't need to be a huge amount. But if you've got a good business and there's good margin in it, you can build over a 10 or 15-year period an awesome asset base outside of your business that you go to the business pure because it's just fun to go to. Yeah, 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 I understand. Well, uh, uh, and I think the selling your business, the idea of selling your business for squillions of dollars, I think is often pretty unrealistic. Works for some businesses, but I think a lot of businesses are worth less than the owner thinks it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> I find that very hard to believe, Alex. It, it is unbelievable business. You should see it makes so much money. It's like, yeah, no, but when I read the books, yeah, but I, I you know, we, we run a bit through here and we do a bit of this and we do a little shimmy here and it's like, yeah, no, but that's not what the numbers tell me. Yeah. Oh, no, well, yeah, you know, but it's sort of, or, or their personality takes over from the business. Like it, the reason it's so good is because you've got some great relationships within your industry, but if you're operating the business and you're not here, someone will go, oh, well, that's good, but Alex is not here. Oh, I wanted to talk to Alex. Oh, look, he's he's sold the business. Oh, right. Oh, I'll just go to, you know, Pete down the road who I've done a little bit of work with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to just be professional services businesses. I think if you've got, um, there's lots of areas where, um, you know, personal personal relationships are critical everywhere. So you're going to have that problem. Yeah, but we've we've got a couple of clients where I say to them, they deliver, a, a, you know, services within the, uh, you know, it's a delivery of a service with equipment. And yep. ultimately in the end, you know, they might paint something, they might build something, they might lift something, they might drill something. People deal with people. You just happen to be delivering that particular service to them or product. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's not a lot of value in it once the main owner's gone. Not unless you set your business up for that exit strategy that someone else has taken over that you're not always there, which is going to be a far more valuable business. You know, I just think a lot of the time, you know, from the discussion for today, exit strategies, you know, what are the options? Yeah. Part of the challenge we get people to talk about is, but what does that look like? Like, when do you want to keep the business for an extended period of time? Is there is there a time frame? And sometimes it's not always the operator of the business. It can be their, you know, spouse or partner at home 
that will kind of put the pressure on them. Go, can you stop? Either can we do something else or why are you at the business every day? Can we do something else? Yeah, is that necessary? But does, does that the having the exit strategy, what, why do we need an exit strategy? Why don't we just work until we're sick of it? And, and I suppose that you saying, well, you need an exit strategy so you know how to set your business up right so that it's going to work for your life and for your exit. Yeah, but I think it's, it's no different than saying, yeah, we're going on a holiday, but we're just going to go to the airport and then see. Okay. See. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. Let's just yeah. see what happens when we get to the airport. So yeah, are you, you are travelling? Yeah, yeah are you domestic? Are you international? You know, are you going to go from, is it one flight? Is it multiple flights? There's a whole lot of range of reasons as to the destination that you're going to. So by determining what your exit strategy looks like, at least, at least points you in the direction that you may want to go. So that's why I say to so some people, I've never thought about it. Okay. Well, that your exit strategy will be what it, what it will be. It'll either be you drop dead or, um, you just go out of business because, you know, you can have an issue that, Something occurred that you weren't aware of, and bang, you're out of business. You know, large creditor, there's a risk, there's something. Yeah, or yourself, you might sell for less than you are hoping for. All that sort of stuff. Or, or if you say, well, I'll just work in it until I'm 60 or 65. Okay, you're 55 now, that's 10 years. Right, okay. So, you know, then another year goes by, another. but what are you doing to generate that income that's outside of the business to support your lifestyle that you want? Again, yeah. so it's those sorts of questions that you ask people and at least it gives you a direction, but you can then you can always change your direction but by saying, well, I don't really know, I'll just see what happens. Well, again, you're not maximising the return on the investment of your time because it's not just the capital resources that you put into the business, it's the risk and the sweat capital and you may have a phenomenal business. Why would you not, look? you know, if you're going to exit it, why not maximise the return on that investment over the years? Yeah, it's, it's an emotional thing. I mean, you're emotionally invested in your business and I think to get less money than you could for it or, or to see it fail when it could have succeeded or not continue or whatever um, is upsetting, right, because it's your, your life's work often. Let's go through some of the options. So we, we're talking about exit strategies and and, uh, and what, what are your options for an exit strategy? So you, so you could merge like with someone else. You could sell to a, a partner or an investor or something. You could have some sort of family succession. You could have your daughter or your son in the business or your brother or who knows what. Um, you could have a management buyout. So you could have people who are in the business who buy the business from you over time or in, in one go. And I, I think that's a great option actually for many businesses that people don't look at because often people in the business are really the people who, who value it the most because they can see the value and they, you know, they're already invested. Um, you can have an IPO, or that's- and you can vendor finance versus borrowing. You know the the MBA, you know, from- yeah, yeah, that's right. You can you can lend the money to them yourself or whatever. Um, and there's some tax advantage. Um, you can get some tax advantages from that. Yep. And the other thing I was going to say, the IPO though, that's not very common. I think where you, you list it, and then there's you know you can just shut the doors. You can liquidate it, or you can you know wind it down, or or whatever you might want to call it, where you shut. Shut the doors. The other thing that I heard the other day, I heard this expression called a, a high require. Have you heard of that? Um, that's uh, because I think there's a lot of issues around um, tight labour market at the moment. They're saying you basically buy a business in order to acquire the staff. So rather than hiring, yeah, rather than hiring some people, you buy the business. And I think that's relevant, particularly in professional services. You do a high require. So I'll just do a high require. Yeah, so I mean, there's a, another way. I suppose just it's really a sale of business. It's just that it's a, you're really selling a different kind of asset because you're selling your people, if you like. 
So that's more than But it's also that, as you said, you can have that partial sale. So someone may have been running, and, and again, I'll use professional services because we're both in it. You may either merge or sell your business into a, a, a different organisation, which enables you as the current, you know, principal owner selling in where you may get a partial payment, but you also may have a commitment to say, well, I'll stay for another three to five years or, or whatever that time frame may be. That you're then, so you've got a partial payment, you still transition that client base over to someone else, but you may also then just deal with the work that you like to do and not not the broader work or it might be. So you can transition your exit is in a slightly different way where you may then work it through because sometimes those direct sales and you don't stay with the business for very long sometimes don't end up. Yeah, you know, working, or you may you may choose to accept a lesser figure, yeah, because the risk is passed to the purchaser, because there is no. But if you want a higher price, there's an expectation that you need to you know continue delivering the revenue for us to help pay for the for the business, but you're still involved in the organisation. And I think it's that transition because really, there's there's I think for for a lot of people, it's quite frightening. Like you've worked in this business and you go, oh, I'm going to exit. Okay, so so then you may go home to your partner, and they're like. Well, you're not coming home to spend all day with me when they've been in their business for 30 or 40 years. It's like, yeah. yeah. So I think there's a fear element as to I'll bury, put my head in the sand because I don't really need to make a decision at the moment. I'll, I'll deal with it later. And then it's later and later and later. And then it's like, well, I don't know. I don't want to spend all that money on some new equipment. Yeah, but it's some new equipment. We need to keep, you know, reinvesting in the business to keep up to the, no, I'll just, and then the business starts to almost, potentially can sometimes decay on itself. Right. Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that. We had a partner in a, uh, there was four partners who owned a traffic management business. And can I just say, get into traffic management. It's a very good business, <laughs> right? Forget, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to, you know, you don't need a bunch of expensive lawyers wandering around. You, you can get people holding the lollipops, right? Although they're on pretty good wages, I've got to say. Anyway. Yeah, I meant to say they're probably paid better than half the lawyers out there. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, okay. Anyway, traffic management, four partners, and we had uh, three of them were a bit younger and one of them was a bit older. And the the one, the older fellow had sort of lost the his mojo, I guess, as, he, as in the way that you're describing, you know, sort of said, well, I don't want to put money in for that, those new trucks or whatever, you know, I'm sort of heading towards retirement or whatever. Anyway, so we organised for him to sell his interest to the other partners who hadn't lost their mojo and that was great. And then, you know, it was about four years later, then we organised, and that, that was an exit and it worked well. Then we, uh, four years later, we organised for the business to sell into a much bigger businesses business traffic management business, a huge one, and the um, the three partners who'd stayed could then focus on the things that they liked doing and not, you know, running. They didn't actually like running the business. They liked uh, doing, you know, doing the plans and doing the, the actual work. But in this bigger business, they could do the actual work, be much more productive. So they got quite a good price for the business and then they, you know, then they got some bonuses and stuff because they increased the productivity of the business because they were just doing what they liked and what they were good at. And it was an absolute win. And these guys are all relatively young guys with, you know, millions of dollars in the bank and, you know, making good money, you know, and doing more of what they like. So it, it all, you know, through sort of good planning, and it was their planning, not mine. I'd like to take credit. It was their planning. Um, <laughs> this all, it all, you know, they were smart guys. They they, they, uh, they saw the, the opportunities. But, you know, it was this kind of this this get rid of the partner that wasn't really into it anymore. And, and he was happy because he got, I can't remember, he got, you know, over a million dollars for his interest. Yeah, happy days. And then um, they moved into part of this bigger business where they're happy as well. 
Now that doesn't always work that smoothly, but it's certainly that's a, a good example of some um, good business exit planning, right? Yes, because, and this is always the dilemma sometimes when you have some multiple owners of the business and, and if they're evenly spread, it's not quite so bad, but sometimes it's the older partner who's feeling, it's like, oh, you guys are just trying to get rid of me. Well, no, not really. What we're trying to do is openly talk about what our transition of ownership or, or individuals' exit strategies can be to help the business continue to grow. Like it's not yep. a negative it's all part of, you know, you, it's, it's like putting any particular deal and you would see it through writing a lot of documentation. You don't go into a deal without knowing what your exit strategy is. Right. Yeah. Like really clear. Right, we're going to start at this, but this is our exit. But what happens over the years is somebody, oh, I never really sort of thought about it. No, no, we need to understand what our is our exit. Now, if it's 10 years away, it doesn't matter. You still need to understand what your exit strategy is going to be. Now, it might be, it might take longer. It might be shorter. But you're clear that, that that it's okay to talk about transitioning someone or selling down. I mean, there's always a challenge with some people go, oh, you're trying to just push me out. Well, not really. We just thought you might like to liquidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to realise the value of your investment and your work. And, you know, but there is a time that everyone needs to exit. And, I mean, and the exit might be that you have a heart attack in your office and that's the end of you and that's not a very glorious exit. Correct. And this is where you start to get people looking at some of their ages, you know, it. You go through these phases, you know, you do that sort of t- zero to 21, maybe 25, it's sort of school, study, you might start a business, you might be just studying. So then you go from 25 to, I don't know, 50. So you've got that 25-year period that maybe, again, you might be growing a business, you might be having a family, you you might be doing all sorts of, but there's a block. And then you get to that sort of 50, 55, if you've had some kids in there that you might have educated them, and then you start to think, hmm, Okay, I'm 55. I wouldn't mind, you know, doing a few things. But after sort of 65, people's health sometimes vary or you get to that age at sort of 17 above. I think people are still reasonably healthy. But then some people, they kind of recognize that their family, you know, they've never been that healthy. So like, well, I want to do some stuff before I get to that age or my, or my health declines or their partner's health declines a little bit. I mean, just not everyone's always the same age with their partners. So it's like, okay, so again, what are the things? And this is where we have a lot of discussions with people around, you, you know, how do you want to activate your wealth? And one of those options is an exit strategy because you there's a liquidity event. Yeah. That, that, that is an event that says, but you can also do that along the way. It's like use that and either sell down or transition some of your ownership to some younger people or someone else that wants to take you know, you take a little bit of skin off the table. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to leave plenty on there, but I want to take a bit so I can go and do something that I've always wanted to do that needs some capital, but you've always poured it back into the business. So it's a way to transition over to do some other things. So I, I find exit strategy discussions really interesting because you do, you, you probe, and it's also interesting when you get the owner and their spouse in the room. Right. And they might have different exit strategies. They might have very different exit strategies. (laughs) Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes the partner's exit strategy is if you don't exit this, I'm exiting. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've known some very successful, they're all men that I'm thinking of, and uh, and whose whose wives have said to them, 
for men, they've, they've been promising that there's a few of them have been promising their wife a holiday to Europe for, forever. And you know, when I do this, when I do that, and they're always the, the men are always pushing it back and back and back. And you know, one of them, the men, the, one of the men has since had a stroke, right? And he's okay, but you know, he had a stroke, right? It's a very serious, you know, event, and he may never get to Europe. You think. What are you doing? You know, you've got to do this next property deal, which is actually overstretched him and now he's in a bit of trouble. But, you know, they, they say, if you were to ask them, they say the most important thing in my life is my family and my, you know, my wife and my kids. You go, but your wife's saying to you, she's not just saying to you, she's saying to me and I'm your lawyer and she's saying to me, we've got to go on a holiday to Europe or I'm going to murder this guy, right? You think, yeah. take her to Europe, dude. You know what I mean? Just yeah. do it. Welcome so, to my so, world. <laughs> yeah, well, and then it's just funny what you were saying about exit strategies. I mean, it, it, an exit strategy can have a whole lot of elements and can be very long. It's not just I want to sell my business in 10 years. It's It might be I want to work, you know, four days a week now and then, then the next year I want to go on a holiday to Europe with my wife before she leaves me or, uh, you know, whatever it is. There's and, and it's sort of integrated into your kind of life plan, I guess. Correct. Because, and this yeah. is where it's interesting because people take the perception that if I'm exiting, I'm selling, it's out, you know, it's in one hit. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, that's what that's, I thought, yeah. That's kind of, tra- that's what I say. When we talk about exit strategies, there's a full range of them. And there may be for some people, I want to start with taking, you know, Thursday afternoon off. I'm going to work from 9 till 12. I then want to go because a few of my mates are playing golf and I'm going to tee off at 1 o'clock every Thursday. And I have every Thursday afternoon off. There's stage one of an exit. Then you kind of go, actually, now I'm going to start to do Thursday afternoon and Friday, and then it might be the whole day. So all of a sudden you are transitioning, and this is where we get people to talk about it's not this retirement. You're just transitioning in the way that you, what you do with the time that you have available. So instead of working five, six, seven days a week, you may choose to only do three days a week but doing the stuff you really like and get someone else to do it. And then you might get to the point you go, you know what, I've discovered some interests that I really like. I couldn't play golf. I couldn't go fishing three days a week. But I'm starting to work with, you know, a charity. I'm spending more time with my grandchildren. I'm spending, you know, there might be, you know, men's shed. It could be, I don't know, there's a whole range of different activities that people, they, they, they find a passion that they've, always wanted to deal with, which helps them transition. And I think that's one of the real challenges for a lot of people is the exit strategy is, yes, but what do I do with my time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go from working five, six days a week to working zero. You go, hang on, now I've got a lot of time and and I'm just going to annoy my partner and try and play golf the whole time. You've actually got to develop it over time. I love this idea of, you know, the, the first stage of your exit strategy might be taking the afternoon off or whatever and developing some more interests and spending some time. And also, and we talked about this before, but also training your business so that they can do without you during that period. Yeah, and then all of a sudden a week, a day turns into a week and then a week turns into, you know, a couple of weeks and then it's like, oh, yeah. actually, I don't really. Well, you might find you only turn up at 10 o'clock in the morning, you swan in and swan out and make sure everyone's okay and then you... You know, again, you can it, 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 a lot. So much of it is discussing and, and understanding what some of the options might be. But some yeah. of the options that you put on the table, you may then turn around and go, "Yeah, I don't like that option." Okay, yeah. so you've now discovered that, that that's not an option. You don't want to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you may want to never sell your business. Nothing wrong with that. 
Correct. You may want to pass it on to your kids and leave it as an investment because it's a business that's been set up that can, can continue to do that, like whatever that might yeah. be. I know personally, I, I think, you know, I would, at this stage anyway, I would like to work in my business till the day I die, just in a different capacity, you know, hopefully sort of consult. Just as you say, swan in, that's where I shine, swan in and swan out. <laughs> that's where I do my <laughs> finest work. <laughs> yeah, right, swan in, have a look around, annoy all the staff and then swan out. <laughs> Drop a few grenades here and there and then go away. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, stuff a few, make some promises. Yeah, but then fine. you would go down to your gentleman's club with your smoking jacket on and, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Have a bit of a cognac in the afternoon after lunch with your cigars. Yeah, turn up, ring a couple of the key clients, make promises and then, then leave it to the staff <laughs> to deliver on those promises. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, I find my job, I love my job. But, well, I love certainly lots of aspects of my job, not all yep. of it. Especially podcasting. Especially the podcasting with you, Dave. I'll continue that till the day I die, till I have my heart attack. And, um, I, you know, and I think it also keeps me mentally active. You know, the, um, being a lawyer is quite intellectually stimulating. You know, it keeps you... You know, mind active, which I think is good. And I, I think, you know, but I'd like to do it less. And I, and really appeals to me what you were saying about this, you know, day off, two days off, whatever, that what you're really doing is you're right now starting to evolve your life into being a wealthier person. You know, and I, I suppose that's what you're, you know, just, just behind your head, there's a subtle sign there that says activate your wealth, right? So for those watching at I'm home. I'm so or, pleased yeah, you've uh, seen that, Alex. I'm yeah, that's right. Dave, I've got a, I've had a banner behind, behind me for some time and, and Dave never had a banner, so he got jealous. He got banner <laughs> jealous. Banner envy. And he's now got a bigger banner that's right in everyone's face. So if you're watching it on video, you can see activate your wealth. Whoa, pack the bridge. It's blowing my mind. But um, on that point, I think it's just such a great point that, you know, you're making your life more like you want it to be and therefore wealthier. If you're spending more time with your grandkids or spending more time golfing and you love golf or whatever, your life's better and, it, you know, and, and therefore wealthier. Well, it's not always about the money. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Well, it is for some people, and that's okay. Like people have their choices. Yeah, yeah. But well, you can work all the time as well. That's another option if that's what you want. It's whatever floats your boat. Like really, it comes back to you. But it's it's just being conscious and putting these ideas on the table and asking people to kind of because we get the we would pose that sort of question. Someone they go, I've never really thought about it. That's why we're asking because we want you to think about yeah, it. Yeah. Now, a lot of time their partner has thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> and told them about it, and they have not very much it. so. They whip out the brochures and. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I'm ready to yeah. go on this cruise in, in, you know, in Turkey or wherever else, you know. So, so again, yeah, it is. It's just, it's, and, and that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's like a transition. It's not just a, yeah. you know, day, this is today and tomorrow, that's it, you're done. You know, you can yeah. evolve through because you can, you know, you, you come to a crossroad or a, or a T intersection, do I go right or left and try some different things to see what works for you? And it might take you two years to work your way through some of this stuff. But by keeping it conscious, it's in front of you without being, you just don't want it to get belted in the face with it because of a health issue. Yeah, which is, is often the case. Correct. Or, yeah, a life challenge, or, you know, a parent passes away or, yep. a, you know, you have someone get sick or, or a family member or any of that stuff. Yep. Yeah. So there's all of those sorts of issues that you kind of go, yeah, you're right. I do need to look at some of that stuff. So. So exit planning is part of really your, your business and life planning more more so than just how am I going to sell my business, how am I going to get as much money as I can for it. That's what I think of. When I think exit plan, I think I want to sell my business for lots of money and, and that's not really important to me. So I think oh, I haven't done a whole lot of it, but I, I love this kind of you're really thinking about how your life evolves over a period of time and, and where it ends up based on your own kind of personal interests and what 
what what excites you and what what you really want to spend your time doing. Yep. Because again, it comes back to the business is there to serve you, not for you to serve the business. You know, we've said it in, 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 in previously, but yeah, it is. You know, the business is there. So therefore, what would you like to do? And look, to be honest, there's, I'm not saying this is a really easy uh, uh, question to answer. It's really challenging because a lot of the time people go, yeah, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. I've always just kind of done what I'm doing. It's like, no, no. So now yeah. you've got the ability. You don't need to work anymore. What would you like to do? I don't know. Yeah. And that takes time for people to get their head around to think, hmm, okay, that actually is an option for me. Yeah. But I've never really given myself the permission or even thought that I hadn't said, I just thought it'll always, it'll just kind of come. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And I think sometimes people, um, that what they say and what they actually want to do are different. <laughs> they say, oh, I want to spend time with my, you know, kids. And you're like, well, You've never done that before. Great. <laughs> you really want to do that? I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you want to make space for it and try it. Absolutely. But I think you've got to try these things. Do I want to play golf every day? Do I want to, you know, go driving? Do I want to go traveling? Do I, you know, maybe go traveling with your partner, but maybe you two don't get on when you travel. I, I don't know. You know, you've got to work those things out and, and spend the time doing the things that actually make you happy, not the things you hope will make you happy. Yep. So to kind of wrap it up, Let's kind of, you know, if we close it out, exit strategies, there's full range and it's not just a, you know, it's it's this or that. There is a real spectrum in between and part of an exit strategy is just talking about what it could or might look like and therefore what would work for you. It also depends on where you are in your life at the moment. At certain stages, people may be a bit older or younger or you know, there's kids or grandkids and, and, and so therefore it is. Where, where, where is your sense of identity? And do we need to transition your identity away from one thing and broaden it out to a multitude of areas? So, again, I think an exit strategy is a broader discussion around how would I like to use one of my, well, the scarcest resource, my time. Yeah, right. Yep. It's a, it sounds like a personal development. You need to meditate on these things. I, I thought it would be a cash flow. But possibly, yeah. So anything else further before we close out, Alex? Uh, no, that's great. I, I just love that idea that you brought up about the, you know, start now, have half a day now, and then, and then, you know, and then move towards, you know, making your life richer, activate your wealth, and, you know, and, uh, and make sure you know, and move towards the, the, the final exit, which, you know, suits what you want. And that might be working in your business forever. It might be playing a lot of golf. It might be traveling the world. It might be still consulting to your business, whatever that looks like for you. Um, but start now, you know, that's that's something that you can, you know, you can start your exit plan even as a young person. You don't need to, to be, you know, you don't need to You don't need to wait till you're older. Like it's all just part of your business planning. All right, well, let's close it out. So, again, Alex, thank you for your time today. Alex is at Taurus Legal Management. He can be contacted via LinkedIn at Alex Martin or website tauruslawyers.com. I'd also like to thank myself, David Murdoch, the wealth activist from Paxton Bridge. I also can be contacted via LinkedIn at David Murdoch or via our website at paxtonbridge.com. Thank you once again and look forward to another discussion soon. Cheers. See you next time. 